You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on another week of Marketing News Canada. I have Chris Doe here, who has come highly recommended uh, by many people. He was the surprise showstopper at the recent EO conference. Chris, thank you for being here. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So I got to ask, Revbat, the one billion mission. Tell us what that is. Tell us what that's all about. Yeah, it came about because there was a disagreement during one of our management meetings because my guys were like leaning and saying, oh, so what are we? We make products. Is this a subscription service? What's the deal? So it it kind of caught me off guard. It's like they're looking for clarity and definition, this amorphous thing that we're trying to build, this education company. And I seem to be making decisions that go against the financial interests of the company. And so they're very perplexed by this. And I said, hey, look, here's the deal. My, my goal in life is that when your daughters are old enough to go to college, that they can choose to go to a traditional brick and mortar school or they can choose something like what we make. And that hit some of the the, the guys that were in the room that were parents. And it, it, they got emotional a little bit. That night I went home and I said, I need to make that more succinct. What is it we're trying to do? And so I know that you want to set a smart goal, specific, measurable, all that kind of stuff. So I was thinking, okay, I want to teach a million people, but that's going to be too easy because, you know, at that point we're going to hit a million subs on our channel. That's too easy. Next number, billion. I went back the next day. I wrote this thing out. I sent it to Ben Burns, who's my chief operating officer. He says, I love it. And at first it was teach a billion people how to make money doing what they love. And I changed it because it's not about money. It's about making a living so each person can define what it means to make a living or make a life. I want to teach a billion people how to make a living doing what they love. That's amazing. If, and if someone goes today to thefuture.com, what are they going to find? What sort of resources, what sort of training are we looking at? Well, the first they're going to find this big old thing to become a part of the billion people mission. And people who feel like they've received so much value from us just sign up so they can reserve their number so we can keep an active count as to how many people we've served, how many millions eventually. We're not even close to that number yet. And I think that's really nice. But if, as they dive deeper, they're going to find a resource of podcasts, YouTube videos, blog posts, free things that they can grab. And if that turns them on and that's enough, nothing else needs to be done. If they want to enroll in one of our courses, we teach things from design and topography to mindset, leadership skills. So there's a bunch of things there. Amazing. Now, the term in the kind of the, the education sector is being thrown around a lot, even more today, micro-credentialing. What does that term mean to you? And is that something that you're excited about or you're like, nah, I don't think the credentials are needed? Yeah, I'm I'm not a big believer in credentials. I think it's a, an old way of measuring someone's worth. You can get certified for a lot of different things, even though you're not as qualified as a person who has no certification. But it's a shorthand. And I respect the people who want an easy way to say, okay, you've completed a certain training. You've got a bachelor's degree. You have a master's or a PhD degree. We understand that. But I'll tell you something right now. I've never studied marketing, right? But I know more about marketing than people who have a master's degree in marketing. And so it's just, it's one of those things. We're not that interested in doing credentials right now, but maybe at some point in the future, because people keep asking us for it because they want to wear it as a, as a badge of honor. Like I've completed your course. I just feel so proud. And they want to be able to list the future as their education. So it's, uh, you look at Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts with all the, the badges, right? And, yeah. and you look at LinkedIn where you can add certificates, right, right. in the section. So, it, you know, is the future listed right now as an education institute that people can add yet? 
I don't know. It. They might be able to. And but that also kind of creates some question marks because I didn't certify you. I came and verify that you took the course or you did the work. They can do whatever they want. I'm not saying it's good or bad. Yeah. So you're not doing it. There's no exams at the end. There's no, no. multiple choice tests. You're not you're not signed up with credibly to or like you know, all the you know, you're not getting the Facebook blueprints out or Google certificates. You're saying you did it, you were inspired maybe, and some of you maybe uh absorbed it a lot more than others, but you yeah. just hope they absorb something. Yeah. Just in case uh, I don't want to make a liar out of myself, we do issue one certificate for only one program. It's our biggest program. It's it's pretty intensive. It's seven weeks worth of work. And so at the end, it, when you complete it, we give you a certificate. There's no test. We just say you completed it. Okay. Yeah. So it's a completion, participation mm-hmm. ribbon. Is it a yes. ribbon or what is it? Is it actual? Is it a digital? It's a digital, it's a digital certificate. Yeah. That's awesome. That's me. I've seen these companies now where there's whole companies based around providing digital certificates yeah. that, that have its own unique code and verification. Yes. And yeah, because I guess people are faking them. I guess why yes, else they, they are. exist? Yeah. So eventually we'll need to do that so that you can go and check. It's kind of, I don't know if it's using crypto or, you know, that kind of stuff, but maybe that's some, somewhere down the line. So every great superhero is an amazing origin story. What is the origin story to you? wanting to give back, wanting to teach, wanting to motivate so many people. Yeah. Thanks for asking that question. I'm really into comic books. So I really feel that by the way. So the origin story for, for me, it, it begins because I was um, um, not born here in the United States. I was born in Vietnam. Country fell down, to, fell to communism. So we fled Vietnam and came to the United States and started a brand new life. And here we are poor immigrants in the lower echelon of the socioeconomic ladder my parents, through the generosity of strangers, people in the religious communities, because we were Catholics, they brought us into their hearts and their homes, quite literally. And we were the beneficiaries of their kindness, of these strangers. And so I always feel like if it weren't for them, if it weren't for America and the policies of immigration and taking in refugees at that time, I wouldn't be where I'm at. I mean, sometimes I think, what if we landed somewhere else? What if I was stuck? in Vietnam and had to live under communism, where would I be? I most definitely would not be talking to you today. You know, who knows what my life would be like. So I have this, this, this debt of gratitude that I'm not sure I can pay off. And then couple that with a handful of really brilliant teachers throughout my life, teachers that are non-traditional, like a mentor or a childhood friend, somebody who helped me along the way. And, and I really feel this, that when you achieve that success, you're supposed to send the elevator back down. And that's what I'm trying to do. And I've gotten to a point in my life and my career, done things professionally and financially that I never even dreamt possible. And and so I'm just a happy boy. I really am. I'm living a dream life and every day is a dream for me. Chris, would you agree that those with great knowledge have great responsibility? I think so. But I also don't want to create pressure for people who feel that, who have that. Each person has to take their own path. And I believe like in this worldview that you and I could diametrically have different points of view and you're right, and I'm right, and you're wrong, yeah. and I'm wrong. None of yeah. us has a lock hold on truth. So yeah. I respect each person's path. That's awesome. So yeah, Peter Parker chose to become a pro wrestler. That's right. That, that was that was the path he could have chosen. I, I, I bet you there's another universe where Peter Parker is a pro wrestler because that was the, the, you know what he first thought he would do with his superpowers. Yeah, it's probably right. in one of those what if Marvel issues yes. where if Peter didn't have this happen, what would he be doing? Yes, yes. Amazing. So the, the stuff you teach about, you break it down in creative skills, business fundamentals, and personal development. Yeah. Give me kind of the, why those three buckets, why those three quadrants? Is it just from your experience, from what you feel like you can give back, or, or, or how did you pick those three? 
Uh, those three were picked because I, I like to talk about a lot of different things and that mm-hmm. confuses people. And so we know that they were over-communicated and there's just too much information in the world and things are too complicated. It's the paradox of choice. So Ben, together with my team, as we're writing and producing more, more courses, they kind of have to figure out like what buckets make sense. So we know that people come to us because they want to level up their creative skills. And we get that. And that's what a lot of people want. But that's a very crowded space in the marketplace to to want to compete in. Especially if you teach hard skills, like here's how you use these tools. You throw a rock on the internet, you're going to hit somebody who's going to teach you the tools. So we want to teach you more design concepts, things that are going to be evergreen, laws of contrast and and arrangement where the tools are irrelevant. You can use a piece of paper if you wanted to, or you can use the latest version of Creative Cloud Suite. And then we get into the mindset and the business skills. So the business skills seem to be next. So you've developed your craft, you know what you're doing. How do you price things? How do you manage a company? How do you do sales and marketing? So those are things that are going to take you from being at one level of success and moving to the next level of success. So we need to help you get there. And comic book fan, Todd McFarlane was talking about this and they were interviewing him and they're like, why are you so successful? This is for Complex Magazine. He said, here's the thing. I don't think I'm anything really special. And he's downplaying his talent there a little bit. But he said, I spoke the language of art. That's what everybody does. But I also spoke the language of business. I was bilingual and I could be in a room and talk to these marketing people, the the people who are going to decide whether or not to buy my toys or to fund an idea that I have because I could speak to them on on a language and and, and things that matter to them. And that's what they did. So that's what he did. And so that he got a lot of success. So I, I tell people, we as creative people need to take a page from Todd, who's probably the most successful comic book artist of all time. Yeah. What do you do? Recently launched the Spawn Universe this last week. He's launching all kinds of things. Yeah. And he has an empire. And, and, and as a one person, as a one singular creative vision, he's done a lot more than any other comic book artist under his own independent banner, right? Yeah. So there it is. So we, we speak the language of creativity. We can use help there. But we need more so than I think than the creative stuff is to learn the language of business where we find that in schools, in traditional schools, it's wholly deficient. When what they talk about entrepreneurship is how to send an invoice, that is not entrepreneurship. It, it has to be about risk taking and management and and learning how to delegate, and understanding how commerce works, why people buy, what are the levers, the emotional triggers that people have. Okay, now you have the business skills and you have the creative skills, and I teach these things. But, but if you don't believe it to be possible, if you have limiting beliefs, if you live in a in a place in a space of scarcity, none of these things work. So that's why we have those kind of three categories. It's incredible. I love that you use Todd McFarlane as an example of a fellow Canadian. Um, I actually, when um, Spider-Man, he launched his own Spider-Man series, I went and met him in Vancouver and brought a, a silver edition Spider-Man one to get autographed right in the nice Spidey crotch there, where's where he was signing mm-hmm. back then. Um, <laughs> it's a good spot to sign. It's a great spot. There's another artist, Canadian, Douglas Copeland, wrote a book called Generation X, which again, had a huge influence on the global sphere. He has someone in his life who helps manage kind of like invoicing the business side of things. Like he does a deal with Roots clothing. He does a deal with Volkswagen. He's got a guy. Is that something as well that people can also look at is, hey, if you don't feel like you can develop that side of your brain or yet thinking, do you bring in a person? Or is it something that every artist should figure out how to do within themselves? It's a very good question. And I'm going to have to try and thread the needle on this one. That's a very difficult one to thread. So first, I think about things like, 
essentialism. Like what is essential for you to do? And at first we think of anything that annoys us as unessential. So we avoid doing those things. So things like marketing, sales, mapping out the vision, doing a business plan, those things are like, for the boring people. And in a way you kind of can be right because I didn't go and study art and design because I wanted to fill out forms and, and do spreadsheets, right? Okay. But then it turns out we are our own best salesperson. Nobody can sell you better than you. Nobody can push your personal brand better than you. And so what we have to do is we have to lean into the discomfort of understanding what it means to do personal branding, marketing, and sales uh, because you're going to close the deals. But everything else starts to fall into this other category of doesn't need to be done by you. So for example, I have to write my own presentations. I could hire someone or get somebody on my team to design it, but the design of the presentation is so much linked into the way I think. And, and yes, I could delegate that, but I enjoy it, so I'm going to keep that. But everything else from invoicing, from reading contracts and, and making sure box A fits in, in the category it's supposed to fit in, those kinds of things, I have a ton of people to help me do that. And that's where I want to focus my time and energy on the things that only I can do and the things that I love to do. Amazing. And and tell me about for your own journey, the, the chicken and egg, right, of, of it all of, you know, you, you, you know, you've created, you have a craft. You, and I love that you kind of keep it generic. It's not just for designers. It's not just for artists. You have a craft, whether it's writing or copywriting, whatever it is. And when is it the point that you knew for your craft that you could then bring an egg in or bring the chicken in, whatever came first, and to bring in that person that you could delegate to? Oh, okay. Because otherwise, because when is it when you could afford it? Is it when that you kind of reach that tipping point where you were going to go crazy if you didn't? Okay, so the way I, I'm just coming upon this idea, so I'm going to share it with you. This is like breaking news. Okay, nice. I've been thinking about this. If you take yourself and you you try to like map your mind, like what parts of you make you? So sometimes I'm a designer. Sometimes I have to do sales. Sometimes I have to do marketing, invoicing. And you start to like carve it out. And if you had to assign a percentage, you'd start to understand the different kinds of people you would need help to be able to, uh, people who could help you do the things that you do. So oftentimes we have an unrealistic expectation. I'm going to ring in some young designer. They're going to be able to talk to the client and they're going to be able to lead the team and they're going to organize the projects. They don't have all those skills. But the design part, let's say that makes up 40% of your day or your time, then you can say, well, if you can take this, then you can alleviate 40% of my time. And that's a more realistic expectation. You're not going to be a project manager. I don't expect you to do the bids. And so what you do is you look at the biggest chunk of your time and then you hire based on that, not the other way around, right? Yeah. So, uh, or you can do it based on what annoys you the most. That's okay, okay. too. And I would suggest as soon as you can afford to pay someone else to do the work while being paid more yourself from a client, you should do it. For okay. me, I did it almost in the first month of getting freelance work. I'm like, hey, this is going to be work. Why don't I just bring in a former like roommate of mine? He could do some of the work and he'll get me 80% of the way there. And then through coaching and art direction, I can get it 100% of the way there. And That's I did amazing. that over and over again. And then I was able to scale up my company. Amazing. So this is fresh thinking from you right now. Yeah, because I didn't figure out like how do you hire because everybody's going to have a different answer. Yeah, I can give you the answer that works for me, but then it'll only work for me. So just go ahead and map out your mind, break it down by category or functions, and then assign a percentage of your time. You can do yeah. this mathematically. You can do this intuitively, however you want to do it, and then start to hire and bring people in. 
another thing I would recommend is when I say hire, I mean like bring in people, book them on a daily or weekly basis, go through a long honeymoon phase to make sure, I'm sorry, long dating phase to make sure you're a really good fit. Cause people can impress you the first couple of times you hire them and then you feel stuck. And then now you work for them in a weird way. Yeah. 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 They're, they're on your payroll. Yeah. Right? You're, 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 yeah. You're, you're mm-hmm. to care for them and uh, provide for them. So trends that you're seeing, uh, what have been maybe the most popular courses and resources on your site? And, and what are you seeing now today? And are you seeing a change in kind of what people are looking for when they come to resources, motivation and help? Yeah. So the two biggest areas of revenue for us are the topography course, which yeah. I, I authored a few years ago. Okay. It's going to hit $700,000 in sales pretty soon, which is crazy because when we first sold it, we sold it for 49 bucks or 79 bucks. It was like a really low price. And it was the first time I authored a course on my own. Otherwise, prior to that point, I helped other people do it, but I didn't write my own course. And so I I feel really proud of that, that a little something, a little germ of an idea can grow into something that's substantial and it it continues to make money for us. The other thing that has made quite a bit of money for us, and it's already broken a million dollars in revenue, is a coaching community that I run. And at first, again, that was free. And then it became 25 bucks a month and then 75 bucks a month. And now it's $150 a month. We have, last count, about 480 people in it. And and I, w- I want to take just a moment to expand on this because I want to explain to people, like if you take 500 people that yeah. pay you $150 a month, yeah. that is, what is that? Uh, $75,000 a month. Wow. And how do you group mentor or group coach people? What does that look like uh, from your side? Yeah. So the way that we do it and the way it makes sense to me is we do two live coaching calls a month. So we do on the first and third Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. And the topics are very much tailored for whatever is happening in the group at that moment. Wow. And then we record those. And people can give requests and questions. Yeah. yeah. It's just like whatever is hot right now. Right. And I respond to it. So I'm designing the curriculum as we go. So if we're having some issues and people are saying, oh, I've lost another job. Okay, let's do something focused on sales or objection handling. And we'll do four calls on that and to make sure that they understand the concepts and the philosophies and they can apply it in their lives. Or it could be about pricing. That's the big one. So what happens is the beauty of the internet. The calls are recorded and they're they're placed inside a a curated playlist in a sequence. Mm -hmm. And so you can go... And now it's like over 150 videos, uh, two, 300 hours worth of content. Wow. You can go and just grab what you want and then you can just listen to that video. And so then you can get into asynchronous learning, right? It's like, it wow. happens on your time yeah. and then you can participate in the group. And there's a, a bunch of other things that we do. Another feature we've introduced uh, in the last few months is office hours. And we're borrowing yeah. from like a university concept, yeah. right? A professor yeah. has office hours. So we bring in subject matter experts. We have a CPA, we have a, a advertising copywriter. I brought in an attorney, a mental health professional, a therapist wow. basically, who you can book time with for the month. Now for 150 bucks a month, it gets you the live coaching, the, yeah. the, the access access to the, to the archive of the over 300 hours worth of content, a, an opportunity to book 15 minute increments of time with a subject matter expert to do the work with you. And that's just wow. some of the the tip of the iceberg of what we're trying to do. So not only is it the 150 at this point and growing, but you get fresh mana as well to use yeah. it coming, coming from you every two weeks. Yes, absolutely. And there's other things like we, we give you priority seating in the clubhouse rooms that I run. So nice. when I'm looking for people to bring up on stage, if you have a little badge, I see you, I'm like, yeah, come on up, ask your question. So you're getting additional coaching and 
what I've been doing recently is I, I bring people from my coaching community onto the stage to help them grow their social following, to help them learn how to develop their personal brand and their voice and speak in the world. And we've had some wonderful results already just within a few weeks of doing this. One of my guys, he got a gig that potentially can change the whole trajectory of his company because he got a client that's way above the normal stratosphere in which he's usually living in. And so he's just thrilled and it's made his work better by working with a client at that stature. That is, that is incredible. So I got to ask the learning module tool, I guess it's called an LMS. What, which one are you going with? What, what have you chosen? We use Teachable. It's not yes. perfect, but we're using Teachable. Some other popular ones that we looked at were Thinkific. Yeah, and are, are made here in our back. It's made here in our backyard here is in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. It's a flip of a coin. Like it was this feature or that feature. And we're like, okay, we'll yeah. just go with one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just went public. So I, I when they went, I bought some shares on my Wealth Simple app, and it was very exciting to own a small piece of Thinkific. So, nice. Yeah. No, it's mm-hmm. very cool. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to eleven grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So for you, and and, and what's next? Like, I, I don't know how much you can divulge at this point, but like... You've got the the coaching club that people can be a part of. You've got the resources that are free, which I think you're one of the most generous. You, you use the, you know, people use the term freemium. There's so much free stuff out there. And then you can get some premium content when you purchase. But is it more more of the same or you got some new things coming down the pipe? Well, we have a strange business model. I'm not sure it's a good one. I have to just caution everybody listening to this that you may want to wait and watch how this all turns out because we're playing some really long game. It's like, I joke, it's like we're playing the longest sales game you've ever seen because there is almost literally no difference between the content that we release for free on YouTube and what we record in a course. The only difference in the course is we'll break it down by chapter. It's polished, it's edited. There's additional resources, worksheets and downloadables. And so if you wanted to, you could just watch a bunch of videos and piece it together and just create your own worksheets. But if you don't want to, you can just buy the course from us and we try to make it super affordable. My idea is this, to reach a billion people, to make an impact on a billion people's lives, many of them can't rub two nickels together to, to invest in their own education. We have people from all over the world, not yes. just the U.S. and Canada, not just English-speaking places, but parts of Africa, South Africa, parts of Asia and India, the Philippines. And we have a pretty sizable following there, and they're able to consume the content and level up their own lives. And if if they, for example, let's say you're you're like a single mom, you got two little ones and you watch the video and you're running a creative business and you're able to charge a little bit more money, then I've impacted not just one life, but the life of the mom and her two kids. And the same thing, it's like if you're helping out your parents. So it's not always about like, today I'm going to take money from you. I, and I say this quite often, if you really want to grow and build a really strong community, 
Focus less on the transactional aspect of it. Focus mm-hmm. on the transformative aspect. So what we try to do is to change people's lives for the better. And when they do that, I think you're going to have a fan for life, maybe not a customer yet, but at some point when they make it and they they do make it, they send a little love back to us. Uh, when they jump into our clubhouse rooms, they'll just donate $100 randomly or they'll just send me money on Venmo or uh, they'll become a sustaining member, kind of yeah. like some kind of national public program. They just send us money. And some of them buy courses and enroll in our community or they can just give us a like or a subscribe and that that matters to me too. That's incredible. I love the history of, of artists, you know, you, you being an artist, the the, the patrons, right? You, you, yes. We know about them during the Renaissance time, you know, and then and, and they use that term recently for Patreon. So, right. you know, we live in a time when people are choosing to give where they can. We look at Twitch, you know, people who love their gamers, they'll, they'll yes. donate money. Yeah, right? it's a little so bananas what's happening, but yes. Yeah. Yeah, and it sounds like you're seeing that too. You're putting out free content. It's freemium, right? The the meum is very small. It sounds like, but it, but people are buying it as well. But you're seeing that free content just really change people's lives. That's amazing. Yeah, I think it's more free than it is meum because yeah. <laughs> freemium is usually like a, a lesser version agenda. of the full thing. Yeah, right? there's an agenda there, right? Yeah. Like if you want all the features, you have to unlock them. But for us, we just release it. The, the only threat that we make on our channel sometimes is when when it should be a paid course. I'm like, shoot, should it be paid for course or we'll just do it for free? I do it for free and I say, look, if this hits a certain number of views by the end of the week, we'll yeah. keep it up. If not, I'll take it down and it'll be available only to sustaining members or you have to pay for it. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you to to vote with your eyeballs and and your friends. If you share it and it hits a number, then we'll be okay. That's amazing. You have a very good finger on the pulse, which is sounds like, and especially you got the every two weeks, you got again a really incredible finger on the pulse of what's happening, which most schools don't have that. Most schools are, are using, you know, textbooks that got published five, 10, 15 years ago with small yeah. updates, maybe every five years, or they're even creating curriculum that they've maybe uh, developed a, a year ago and, or two years ago, and they just hope is still relevant today. But you're able to do those kind of very nimble pieces. Yeah. You know, I was a I was participating in in a study called the Future of Education, mm-hmm. and that happened two years ago. And the book was published like last couple of months. Yeah. By the time the book hits my hands, I'm just wondering: is what we talked about two years ago still relevant today? Because things are moving really fast. Yeah. Two years ago, most people never even heard of Zoom. Yeah. Right. And then a year yeah. ago, everybody's heard of Zoom, and everybody's on Zoom, and it's just become part of the vernacular. But if if you were um, a, a big institution and all of a sudden no students can hang out and you can't have classes anymore, you're in deep trouble. Yeah. I did research during the middle of the pandemic, like how it's impacting universities. And some universities reported and projected they're going to lose $100 million just in this year alone. Yeah, Because what we don't realize, and, and unfortunately this is the case, many universities are not in the business of teaching. They're in the business of making money. So universities are set up to have all these kind of extracurricular programs, renting spaces for parking lots and buildings. And it's just, it's about money making. And what they do is they help to apply for a student loan on your behalf. So if you think about it, that's the practice that they're in, right? Like we're going to sell you a car that you may not be able to afford, but we'll help you get the loan because everybody thinks having a car is good. And whether or not that car serves you well in the future, whether or not you can make any money off that car after they get you the loan is no longer their concern. And that's a big problem. Yeah, they don't guarantee a job. I've seen some of these boot camps now where they, uh, on course compare, where they guarantee jobs, which is like, I'm amazed by that they would do that. And if you don't get a job, they'll refund you the money. Yeah. Which is, yeah. But I, I love that what you're doing is 
offering. I, I feel like you have a, there's that you know the term you know you put out your blanket, you put out the fleece, and and find out if it if it works or not. And you you are constantly putting out fleeces all the time, and you've got this incredible understanding of what people want and what they don't want as well. Which is the other the flip side of like, wow, I maybe shouldn't create a course about this and charge people for it because it's not that popular. Right. You should test your ideas first in, in yes. as many ways as you can. So I'll test an idea out just by a tweet. Tweet it, all right. Let me let me write a longer form thing. Let's see if that has some heat. Let me make a resource. Oh, it still has some heat. What else can I do? So you just keep doing these things. I think in the in the book rework they talked about this, and they don't believe in long design cycles, right? So they're like, take a take a ten week project and make ten one week projects and go for that. And so yeah. they're iterating all the time. So you don't want to make one big gamble because when you yeah. make one big gamble, if it doesn't work out, you can fail yeah. and you can fail in a ways that it's not recoverable. So you want to make small bets. So I like, I'm not a gambler. I'll, I'll make small bets and things. I'll try things out. Yeah. And whatever hits, I'm like, let's try it again. Let's go deeper in that. Wow. And to go off that analogy, it's almost like you said, oh, you're supposed to put this fleece out every night, but it's almost, you said, hey, I'm going to cut it into a hundred pieces, this fleece, and put it all over and see when it gets wet. Like it's yeah. almost, you're testing it in, in micro ways, yeah. which is brilliant. So, okay, I got to ask about this. If a brand who, who's listening to this right now wants to sponsor or become a sponsor on, on your program, I know that you're, are you looking for other courses or what, what does that look like if they want to, you know, be involved in what you're doing from that level? We've had some collaborations with brands before and we're happy to work with them when the product is something we believe in and that we believe that can serve our community. So there's a several criteria for us to work through. And so when we're doing a, a course on project management, if there's project management software, accounting software, yeah. that seems to make a lot of sense. Like Monday.com? I said yeah. they were, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we'll do something with them or or with Notion because we yeah. believe in using Notion yeah. or Trello. Yes. So there's things that we use. Right. And we have relationships with big electronic companies, camera manufacturers that, you know, does this make sense? Can we provide value to you in our community? Because if you are able to give us the equipment or give us money, we can do what we do better and it won't cost anybody anything. And ultimately, I believe the education model should be paid for by corporations and not on, on the back of taxpayers or the student itself, because there can be a model that can win for everyone. Totally. And at the end of the day, like we've got a company here in Vancouver called Hootsuite, which has an mm-hmm. incredible academy, but focusing specifically on social media. And they yep. just happen. And, and it's pretty nice. They, they stay agnostic in most of their training, but they happen to also have a course to get certified in their tool. But the courses itself are so well done and, and free, which is so yep. great. Yeah. Yeah. So I did a deal with Facebook and Coursera where oh, I was talking yeah. about social media marketing and to be a social media manager. And it was really targeting people who didn't want to go to traditional route, didn't want to go to university and don't have a ton of time. And so the the materials in there are really good. And what did they charge for? Like 30 bucks a month? Like that's cheaper than one unit of a community college here, I believe. And so, and here's the crazy part. With the $30 a month, you get feedback, you get certified and they help you find a job, which is nuts. That is incredible. Have, yeah. have you done a course yet on SEO, like search engine optimization? We have not. Okay. That's yeah, Plant I think, that seed though. Plant yeah, that seed I, I believe SEO is very important. I believe there are a lot of people who are doing it, doing it well. And I, I try and stay in lanes that are, are not too crowded. Okay. Have yeah. you, where, where have you seen it done well? I'm curious. Like, well, are you thinking we like Rand friends. Fishkin? Yeah, we have friends that are like SEO experts is all they, they yeah. do. Yeah. And so if I were to create a course, I, I could not, I'd be like in their shadow the minute they decided, well, Chris is having success. We're going to create an SEO course because they can back it up with 10 years of experience. I'm like, yeah, 
I know the concepts, but I'm not doing it day in and day out. Yeah, yeah. So you, it is, the courses that you do, do it's your team. It's you teaching it. And, and maybe you've got a sponsor that comes in at like, a, hey, here's a tool that can help you, like Adobe. Yes. So most of the courses that are on our site are created by our team. Yeah. Many of them are created by me and then Ben Burns. And then we have some external authors. We're trying to figure out that challenge because people don't want to take them as much as, as the ones that we author because they don't recognize the face. Yeah. And so this gets into a lot of uh, awareness building, right? So we have amazing friends that are incredible teachers in both technical and non-technical areas. But when we launched our course, it's just like, hmm, it's just not going like wildfire. Did we yeah. miss our, our market or is it the instructor? Like what is going on? Okay. That's, yeah. that's fascinating. That, that makes, makes a lot of sense. And again, part of your micro fleece testing, as you call yeah. it. So one of the questions I often ask guests is favorite marketing book, you know, business book that you'd recommend. You actually have an entire blog post dedicated to the 10 books that every creative needs to read. We're going to put yeah. a link to it in the show notes. It's incredible. I feel like anything you want to know, I feel like you've, you've given it away and, and it's been, you can almost get, I, I sometimes talk about authors. I can get mentored through an author. I, you know, I read all of this one author's book, right? but I feel like you could get mentored to a degree by you, by spending time on your site. Like if someone dedicated to an hour on your site every day, the knowledge and learning they would get would be incredible. I think so. I mean, I try my best to read, to assimilate and to disseminate the information that I've learned. And I often cite and quote different authors. So if that idea tickled you, you're like, whoa, I'd like to go to the source. Okay, here's the, here's the reference point. And what I'm finding, and I'm sure you're finding the same thing, the, the more that you learn, the more you're able to connect dots from very different things. Like I'm reading a book on semiotics right now. I think it's called This Means This and This Means That, right? And it's kind of yeah. like, okay, it's a book about art and design and history yeah. and things like that. And I think this is really cool. And then yeah. I'm also learning about neuro-linguistic programming. And I was yeah. like, wait a minute, these concepts, I can use this image and I can tie it to that. And that's where I think some of the magic happens. So I can take one concept that has no relevance to this and bring them together and say, hey, student, what do you think about this? And then try to make the learning experience deeper and richer for that person. That's incredible. So those that have children that are listening to the show, I like mm -hmm. that you mentioned that earlier. What age, and I know maybe it's a hard way, what age could they, would you say, man, check out the future. When you turn this age, introduce your children to my site because this is what's there for them. Okay, so we have two YouTube channels. There's the main feature channel, and then we have the Future Academy. The Future Academy focuses more on creative design skills. So we'll have tutorials from artists and illustrators. And so I think that channel is much more appropriate for any age. If you're interested in creativity, because my son will watch it sometimes, and he's 15. If you want to nice. learn like how to design a logo, or hear a logo critique, or typography, or things like that, you're going to want to watch that channel. So uh, it just the, doesn't say download Canva? It's not like, no. <laughs> no, that's great. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're like creative sweet people here mostly yeah, yeah good yeah good. yeah but you can get it the express version i suppose something like that and the main channel has much deeper concepts that yeah. we're not saying it's not appropriate for kids but it helps if you have some kind of life experience if you've been in a negotiation thing but we're seeing some of our age get aged down a little bit so it's kind of interesting we have a young man he's from germany he's 19 years old he's part of the my coaching community. He's consumed a bunch of the content and he's, I don't know where he's going to be in five years because if I had this kind of help at 19, you just try to imagine like where you're going to go. Like I didn't yeah. start making these videos until I was 42 years old. 
Okay. And it was mostly because this wasn't available anywhere else. So I'm like, yeah, let me just start writing. Let me start producing the uh, videos to help other people. And so he's going to be the beneficiary of 42 years of mistakes and learning yeah. crammed into a 19 year old guy. So if he's focused enough, he, he'll be smashing things and it just in, in a really amazing way. And, and speaking of which, like uh, the downloads they can get from this site, the gems, I, I, I have a confession to make, Chris, you know, you talk about like things that live in your head rent free or, you know, you, I got this nugget and, and I think honestly, I think it was scrolling Instagram or somewhere like one of the channels where there's this micro clip of you saying like about pricing. So like, you, okay, and, and I'm going to mess this up totally, but okay. you were like when you are in front of a client and you mention one number. And it's a high number. And if you mention the lower number, sec- like you kind of gave the breakdown of when you're presenting numbers to someone, present this number first, then this number next. And then in their brains, this is what happens because then that number will appear better. And then you could charge more. And I was blown away by that concept. And I put it into practice uh, you know, right away, like three times that week right after. And it, I was shocked. Like, it, and, But it was such a, like it was maybe, I want to say that clip was a minute max. Yeah. But that knowledge. So my confession is, I've yet to ever give back. So, so someone like me who's like been learning from you and benefiting from you, what's the best way to give back to what you're doing? Yeah, I think it's a sliding scale of giving back. Yeah. yeah okay, okay. Perfect. Good. So we'll start at the very bottom, yeah. and then we'll move all the way to the very Thank top. You. Yeah. And I, I think, uh, and, and you can appease my guilt because I feel like I've got <laughs> this, and I've never like I got it for free. So, right, right. but it, but it's it's helped me. I can actually. I don't want to say it on. Show back and tell you the number of how much it financially helped me in our company. So yeah, yeah, and people share with me in real life and in the DMs like how much impact it's made on their lives. Like, and and I, I'm I'm tickled because I'll share with my friends like, look at what somebody just sent me. Can you imagine this? Like how much work it put into this thing, and I'll hold it yeah. up and show it to them. Like, but but you know the clip I'm talking about, right? You know, I know the clip exactly. You know the clip. Okay, am I? I'm yeah. probably not the first that benefited from that clip. No, you're not. Okay. And I'll tell you about it and I'll tell you like how you can give back. You're talking about the anchor bias. So there, I, I did research into this. I think there are some over 200 co- kinds of cognitive bias that we all have. Yeah. And when we start to understand like how we lean towards something, yeah. we can use it to our benefit and we can also be more guarded against people who use it against us. But what, what the cognitive bias is this, is that whatever piece of information you're presented, the first piece of information, you tend to focus on that for a really long time, more so than you should. So the example, and, and here's another concept, like nothing is expensive or inexpensive without context. So if I ask you, you know, is $5,000 a lot of money? Would you invest $5,000 with me? You're probably like, uh, what am I getting? What's going on? Because you're thinking about the things that you could buy for the 5,000 bucks. Yes. So if I said, you know, Darren, how much, what would you buy with the 5,000 bucks right now? What would you spend it on? Oh, Top yeah, of your list. A train ride to Banff and then I'd stay in the Fairmont <laughs> Banff Resort. There we go. <laughs> Turning 40 this year, I want, I've never been on you the train. train to okay, yeah. beautiful. So that's what you do. Somebody else might say headphones or a new laptop or yeah. a new lens for their camera, yeah. whatever it is. And then now you're saying, this thing that I really want, I'm going to have to forego having that to give you something. Okay, and you're so you're stuck. But if I told you um, I, I, I have a house to sell you for 5,000 bucks, you'd be like, let's do the deal. Yeah. Even if it's on Swampland, you'd buy, I mean, oh, for yeah. 5,000 bucks, oh, yeah. right? Crazy. So yeah. what we need to understand is the value of something before we talk about the price. Okay, so when we, now if, I, if I've been talking about this $5,000 thing for some time, I'm like, you know, I actually have a course to help you do whatever it is you want. It's actually not 5,000 bucks. It's more like $1,700. Yeah. 
Is that uh, more palatable for you? Yeah. Because you took me from that number to yeah. this number. Yeah. Because you That's had to anchor it. You. You're yeah. like, you know what? Five thousand, you know, 17. So we, we're all susceptible to this. And I know these concepts and I'm still susceptible to this. Yeah. Uh, there's a sale going on Memorial Day here in the United States. 30% off. I'm like, I'm on it because yes. I want to save 30%. So they yeah. anchored me at the full price. Yes. And then the 30% off is still a lot more money than what it costs them to make. And yes. that's enough of a trigger. I'm like, I'm done. I've wanted this. I'm waiting. Boom, it hits. And then I'm ready yeah. to, to spend money. So that's the concept we're talking about. Now, yeah. how do you give back? Yes. So you can go from the very bottom, which is when you see the video to like it. Yeah. Uh, you can comment. You can share it. You can follow me. You can you can subscribe to the channel. So those, we're starting to move up, right? The yep. engagement level here. And you can dig deeper. You can watch more things and you can you can be a big advocate. You can be a really loud person and say, you know, I want to invite you on my podcast and share you with my hundreds or thousands of fans. I'm like, cool. I appreciate that. And so at every level, you can decide like how much engagement you want to have. You could, you could donate five bucks. You can buy something. Or, or, or you can go all the way into like our most expensive course and say, you know what? I got a taste of the nugget. I wonder what the rest of the, of yeah. the meal tastes like. Okay, I'm going to go all in and buy that $5,000 course from you. That's awesome. That's a, or, or the coaching, the program. Or the coaching. Can, and people do the coaching with me, yeah. I love that. Yeah, the subscription model makes so much sense on, on both sides, right? It's like, I'm going to get fresh stuff every two weeks. Like, I love that idea of the fresh goodies from you every two weeks. Like, that's a brilliant idea because it's, it's, you know, it's stuff that you're working out. And maybe if I'm a, a squeaky enough wheel or loud enough and I'm, and I'm pestering being like, Hey, I really want to learn about this. Yes. I might actually get my question or subject mentioned. Maybe, maybe not right away, but that's literally what happens by the way. Yeah. The squeaky like, wheel gets hey, uh, can you teach me this? I'm like, post it in the group, make yes. some noise. And if yes. there's a lot of activity around it, I will yeah. prioritize that. And it just works just like that. And what group, what software do you use for that, for the group? Is it like a Facebook group? Is it a yes. private? Okay. We used to use Facebook, Facebook yeah. and we've moved off Facebook in the last uh, five months and we we're on mm -hmm. Circle. And okay, Circle yes. yeah. is just like Facebook, yeah. except for you program it and there's no ads and nobody's tracking your data. Yes. Yeah. So it's what just like concept. Facebook. Not what a concept. <laughs> who, would have, who would have thought? Yeah. Oh, Chris, thank you for being on the show. Uh, any last words or, or advice you want to give to Canadians listening right now? Shoot. The only advice that I would give anybody just on a broad level is, like, is to listen to your heart, follow your gut, because seldomly will it betray you. And life is too short for you to be living someone else's dream. The last thing that you want to do is go to your grave and say, oh, I have all this regret. I should have done this. I should have talked to that person. I should have asked that person to marry me instead. You know, here I am. And so try to live knowing that you have this one beautiful life and live it to its fullest. And that's why I say I want to help a billion people make a living doing what they love. We're not short of love. We just have to have the unlock so that we can make a living doing that. It's amazing. Amazing. I, I, I love one thing I want to point out again. One thing that I'm so amazed by with what you have on the future site is just the personal development, which I think most people forget about. So, um, you know, to not to be conformed by the, you know, the patterns of this world that would try to tell you who you are, but you, you have this focus on people renewing their minds, getting fresh. I think positive reinforcements and voices in their heart and in their head so they can actually break through that wall. Because no matter what, how great of a skill you have, how amazing your craft is, if you don't have the confidence to open the door or kick down the door or even knock on the door, it won't happen. And so thank you for, for taking so much energy and putting into that section of your site as well. Thank you. Can awesome. I just add one thing to that? Please. Yeah. I don't think you have to knock on the door. I don't think you have to kick 
down the door. Yeah. I think the doors are open already. You just yeah, have to be willing on. to see them, right? There's a book I've read. It's called um, The Obstacles Away by by Ryan Holiday. It's quite popular. And I only read it because one of my creative directors, he's like, Chris, this is exactly like your whole life philosophy. So I told him, why would I read a book that already confirms what I believe? But I'm reading it. I'm like, okay, yeah. It just used more words and explained concepts deeper. And it's like, it's well-researched. But the the whole idea of the book is this, is that, obstacles are not barriers obstacles are opportunities and in every failure it's a complete set of instructions on how to succeed Hmm. the only problem is we're just so bothered by the obstacle or the failure that we can't see it so every time you're annoyed by something that's a call to action call to adventure for you to fix the problem and so if you're a person who spots lots of problems but don't do anything about it it's it's, all these doors are open for you you just have to be willing to walk through and we've missed opportunities in our lives. So if we can just be a little bit smarter. I'll give you one really practical example of what I'm talking about. When I was on Clubhouse in the early days, I guess in January, February, it was filled with like really trashy rooms, overly self-promotional, alpha bros, beating their chest. Like I'm an eight figure, I'm a nine figure entrepreneur. I'm like, oh my gosh, who's showing up for this? And people arguing and spewing things out. And it felt like a really poorly scripted version of the Real Housewives of Orange County or something. It was just horrific. It's like poorly scripted drama. And I was like, this is a dumb platform. What a waste of time. And then I had to check myself, you know, before I wrecked myself. Yeah. I was like, yo, what's your problem? Why are you so negative right now? If this, if, if you're saying, and if this were true, like 80 yeah. or 90% of the rooms are garbage, that's an opportunity. Hmm. You see, because what's the alternative? If all the rooms are great, what would you feel instead? Oh, there's no room for me. Everybody's so good. Like, who am I? But actually, if it's a lot of noise, you can be the voice of clarity and you can be focused and you could give value. And so I switched my thinking. And in doing so, I've been able to grow a pretty decent sized following just on Clubhouse alone. And I think that's wonderful. And and I hope that people can listen to that story and say, wow, there are problems all over the place. I've been complaining a lot. Yeah. And so there's a there's an expression, you're allowed to complain about something one time. Hmm. The first time only, because the second time it's on you. Wow. If you don't like it, fix it or get over it. Yeah. So I was complaining more than once, obviously. So now I'm ready and now I'm going to fix it. I'm going to be part of the solution mm-hmm. rather than sit around saying, somebody should do something about this. Well, you know who that somebody is? It's you, you know, and you talked a little bit earlier about the origin story. We're both comic book fans, right? Here's what I think. I think we all have one, at least one superpower, whether you believe in God or cosmic universe or just the way things are, you have something inside of you waiting to be unlocked. Maybe you're a mutant. Maybe you're the genius inventor. Maybe you're the alien and you've been like frozen in time. You forgot that you had this power. And when you unlock this, this is your superpower and it's your gift to the world. So if you haven't found it yet, look for it because it's there. Each one of us can do something better than most people on earth. Find your superpower. That's amazing. Chris, I feel like part of your superpower is even uh, you've got a lot of light. I feel like you've got this flashlight, a big, powerful, like super mag light. And you just point it out and be like, hey, look, there's open doors everywhere. You just you just shone a light and say, look around, like lift up your eyes. Look what's around creatives you know i think creators have a tendency to be self-flatuating right we like okay, like yeah. who are we or you know poor me and you know they're, they're kind of like a, a very hard to be an artist and so i think the resources you've given people are incredible and thank you for shining so much light on uh, what's possible and, and what's out there and around us thank you thanks for having me
everyone. This was Christo. Make you sure you check out the future uh, without an e at the end. dot com. The future missing an e. dot com, and you can find Chris pretty much everywhere. So I don't remember where I first saw that video, whether it was Instagram <laughs> or wherever you want wherever. to um, partake in the media that he has put out. Uh, it is there and it is generous and it is good. And it, there's no agenda. You aren't upsold anything. There's no gates for the premium. And it's been pretty amazing just for me personally and professionally. So thanks again, Chris, for being here. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio, thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors, Travis Jeffers and The Podfather. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.